Welcome to the Dr. DJ Podcast, sponsored by LGBG. I'm your host, uh, Dr. McCauley, and I'm here with another amazing guest. Um, I want to say auntie, <laughs> Love Babs, that does the love talk on our 103.5 WNHH, 103.5. I did that well. Yeah. 103.5. Um, and... Just recognizing you for all the things that you've done for the community, uh, being a social media strategist, um, for me being a mentor and putting the words in the right place at times that I don't know how to put it in the right place. Um, but I'll give you opportunity to, to let the audience know all the things that you do well and all the people that you're touching. All right. Hi, this is great. <laughs> it's nice to sit, sit here and be with you. You know, I run the inner city newspaper. I've been running the inner city newspaper for... Oh God, forever. Um, we're about editor in chief. You got to get you editor in chief of the inner city newspaper. Um, you know we're about thirty five, almost forty years old. Black black owned paper, black owned paper uh, in New Haven, and uh, and we're still we're still going. We're still putting out a paper every week. You know, and then you know I do live radio two hours a day every day Monday through Friday. Talk, mm -hmm. Doing this, talking to people like you talking to talking people. Talking to people. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the other things? And so you do a lot of other things besides that. So we know that we have this spiritual director. Yeah. So I just I want to I want I want you to give all the hats. All the hats. Well, that you... I mean, you know, being a spiritual director, uh, it is like just walking with people on their faith journey. You know, I I I don't tell people what God is. I just listen to people uh, talk about what God is for them and. And just walk with them on their journey as they discover and notice where God shows up in their life. Or what, or whatever, they the God, creator, Allah, whatever. Um, and sometimes people just need places to go where they can have these deep conversations about their faith that you can't normally have in like a bar. <laughs> it's too loud. And, and, or church. <laughs> you know, because, you know, people think church is where you have these deep conversations, but they're not. So so you, you have to have, provide spaces for people to have these deep and abiding conversations about their faith and the questions that they have of their faith and where they are in their faith. Uh, I serve on a lot of boards in New Haven. I have been doing that for, for many, many years. So I serve on the Long Wharf Theater Board, Planned Parenthood Board. I chair the Arts Council Board, uh, the Winnet Food Forest Board. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, 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 civic engagement things. So I bring that up and kind of let you tell all your hats. <laughs> For those that have been watching and following us as committed committed subscribers and members, um, we've started this process for the Dr. DJ podcast around process. Mm. Understanding how to process through life, process through passions, um, balancing success and opportunity, and even know that this topic came up after a conversation with our, our editor. Um, you said this to me three years ago, around the same time when we were at uh, Miss Ife, Aunt Ife's um, um, vision board session before New Year's. Oh yeah, we do that every year. And we came, I came in the house and I was talking and we were just, I was on the couch in a moment and you told me to, what I needed to do. And so today's session, so when I, when the topic came up, you, you came to mind, I was like, let me see if you have time able to schedule the time and 
And to be, long story short, what you said to me, which connects to everything that we're doing, and also um, symbolic of just how folks kind of enter the new the new year, you told me to chase myself, make a commitment to spend time with you, but also chase those possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today, we are here for this deep dialogue about like. How does one approach that topic of just like chasing oneself? <laughs> uh, it, it, it requires some deep truth telling. It starts with truth telling. It starts with um, saying whatever I'm doing now isn't working for me. All the relationships, all the things that I'm in are not giving me satisfaction, joy. They're not, they're more a chore and a labor than joy and abundance. And I don't think people, I think people think that the grind and uh, hustle mentality is, is, the, is the stitch. It isn't. It's, 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 the, it's those things that you get after that that's really the joy, but people don't spend the time doing that. And they think everything outside of themselves is the gift. It's not. You know, oh, I go to church. That's, that's not the gift. You know, or I, I believe that's not the gift either. What is internal? Are you peaceful? And can you be peaceful in chaos? You know, people are like, oh, I have to get away. Well, everywhere you go, there you are. So what are you actually getting away? You can remove chaos from your life and never leave the country or never leave your neighborhood or never leave, you know, your job. You can, you can remove chaos. People think it's the... It's everything external that that drive. They think everything external drives them, and they have no peace. So they're always in chaos. They're always unhappy. Things failing always. Oh, another failed relationship. Because you're looking for somebody to pour into you that you yourself are not willing to pour into yourself. So that's what I mean. Chase yourself. Get to know yourself. Spend time with yourself. Go to a restaurant by yourself. Go to the movies by yourself. Go to the Sleep by, by yourself. Do things by yourself for a period of time so that, so that you become the best version of yourself. So when someone shows up or whatever shows up, be it someone or something, you're ready. I'm, I'm smiling because when you, started, <laughs> you started this and you, you, you set the stage because I'm, I'm, I'm so great with the metaphors. And I'm I'm still thinking about my my daughter has a orange that's still sitting on the counter, and she gets so excited about unraveling it, <laughs> unraveling just I'm just just tearing into it, which which I'm, I'm sure there's no social feelings for an orange, but the but the fruits of the work though yeah, like being finding that that place of peace in the process we've we've dialogued and dialogue um, about uncovering how do we become the best person mm-hmm. and even though toward today we're talking about like chasing or being at a process when we can chase ourselves chase our potential um there's a larger story told before we decide to commit ourselves and why and it's more so it's a choice like, i don't think folks wake up with this idea of really chasing themselves there's no. a story told before and so like kind of speak to that analogy of just like what happens before someone just like has a self-discovery? I think I think what happens is you have to be really you have this melancholy and you have this feeling like there's something more that I should be doing that I want, but not not to 
it's not that superficial I want thing. Like, you, you'll start with, oh, I know, I want that watch, right? Or I want those sneakers. Because you think it's that. You think, oh, if I could just buy those sneakers, if I could just get that car, if I could just do those. And then you get those things and you're like, not quite it either. I thought it was going to give me something, but it only gave me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. So, so when you said it, the first thing I thought about is that when someone makes that choice to, not that they're chasing the watch, but they want the watch. Yeah. And I would I would argue saying that they see themselves in the watch. They probably do. They see themselves in the They shoe. see themselves in the watch and that somehow or other the watch becomes this mythical thing that's going to what? Transform your life? It could. I, I think that's. I think that's the part that I kind of I've loved dissecting. Where there's an idea that someone has about themselves that the acquisition or a- accumulating these particular things makes them this this gives them this wholeness. Mm-hmm. But I would say, well, then why did you ever have this idea and had this love for this thing that was going to make you whole? Mm-hmm. To lo- to the but more so, it argues the larger question about that person's self. They were. When did they get? When do we get to the decision and that creation of self, where you stop chasing the things that somewhat don't love you, or they just <laughs> they just not they're not they're not built for the circumstance, not built for the time. When like, you when you put your own <laughs> happiness first, when you put your own happiness first, when you say to yourself, uh, "I'm not happy," but not happy in a superficial way, like. Oh, if I go to this party, I'll be happy. No. Like when I wake up in the morning and I'm peaceful and my bills are paid this month and my kids are all right and what is missing in my life and, you know, what is my dream? What is the, what is the bigger story? What, what is the thing that, I, that, I, that is right within reach but I won't reach for it? Do you know what I mean? Like everybody has that thing that they want, but they are afraid to jump at or chase it because it might seem far-fetched or it might seem, get out of here, or it might feel like... The impossibilities. Yes. So, so, I, so I think that process-wise, like you're, you're setting the stage saying, I see something that's right there. I have a fear but there are things. There are other things that are just in, on their macro level or in their surface space or mm-hmm. the horizontal space that they're chasing. But there's something that they can see in that in that point that becomes almost mysterious. Mm-hmm. How? Like how do you, how do you? I know how. I mean, I, I'll say like I'll say as an experience that there has to be a level of commitment. There has to be yes. a level of personal sacrifice. Yes. There has to be a sacrifice of sometimes the death of old selves mm-hmm. to be able to surrender the thing that is, I don't want to consider it pulling down, but it's an anchor. Mm-hmm. And I think we're we're born in spaces where we have very anchoring personalities. And it's hard when you have to let go of one that you created for safety, Yes. Confidence. Well, but that, but that's the basis of like boys in the hood, right? Like <laughs> like like that's the basis for any 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 movie, any 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 coming of age kind of thing. You know, what is the uh, any basketball, any kind of sports thing? You know, what is what is it? What is the greater good? Sometimes 
oftentimes, most times, there is a shedding of the old for the new. Sometimes you got to give up a lot to go for the, the very thing that you are destined to, to do. You know. I think that I think, and I I pause because I think that's hard for conversation. I actually just had it before we got here. Um, surrendering. Oh yeah, vulnerability, surrendering. <laughs> all <laughs> the if, all the faiths. Not just are like not that, just that, but we think more. But than the lessons it. of surrendering are deeply Abrahamic, right? Like yeah. they they all they, everybody's always battling good versus evil, and if you just surrender. That's the that's always the message. Like people don't like to do it, but if you take take that part out of it and just say like, what do I have to give up in order to the sh- it's shedding? Use what the word shedding. To, what and, do and I have I, to shed to get to I, the next level? The first thing I thought about shedding in terms of the natural form of how snakes have to shed or any other animal that has to relieve particular skins to find new spaces. Um, what does it mean to shed one's skin? Which well, I think in a human form would be to relinquish one's identity, to move to a new space, to go into the unknown. Because the reality that I would I would say and argue with individuals is that you're walking into a new space with an identity that's not unformed. Mm-hmm. You have a tool or a toolbox of things that could potentially support um, your past life. Hmm. But what you shed it created room for this new dimension that you don't really have tools for in that new moment. I, I think you, you. I think you do have the tools for it. I think you've been sharpening and honing the tools all along. You've just not tried them in this in this new reality. Um, I mean, we see it all the time. You have to. I mean, we're always making decisions. E- e- a, a small decision like I'm on this job and I want the next job. Okay. What do I need to do to get to the next job? Like, like, what do I have to do to get that promotion? It's the, it's the same concept of shedding. So 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 maybe you stay late a couple of nights a week at the at the office or you come in a little bit early or you take on some more duties that other people are not taking on, right? Maybe you don't maybe you don't go to happy hour every Friday with the posse <laughs> and you and you work you pick up a project or do you know what I mean like we, we it's all about surrendering and sacrifice about how do I get to the next level? And, and and what that looks like. And and what am I committed to doing? And the discipline. You know, everything requires some discipline. I struggle with discipline all the time. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with discipline. Everybody struggles with discipline. But then there comes a moment where you're like, you know what? I'm standing at the place where I want that thing. And it's so important to me that I'm willing and able to give up Whatever this is is keeping me from that next level. No. So you you're we're in the car, we're trying to operate <laughs> in discipline, we're not trying to pick up passengers that we shouldn't pick up. Um, we should not take the right turns, but I th- I think about the new the the new me or the old me or the current me, but the larger question about me, mm-hmm. the I, like like let's let's think spiritually. In that particular walk, and whether you, when you're counseling individuals or having conversation with individuals, evaluating the quality of me becomes, and I say that as important, saying that even as, as like taking advice, receiving advice, finding individuals, like have they found me enough that I need to listen? I mean, I listen to you. I listen to you because I feel like 
your me seems very <laughs> centered at the time when I'm like, okay, no, nah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking for me, and your me would seem centered. I was like, I want to, I want that level of confidence in my me so that I can have more self directions. How does someone get to that me confidence to even, even aspire or drive the car or mm-hmm. make the decision or even understand where the discipline needs to go? I, I really think, I think people, I think you really just have to decide that. I don't care what anybody thinks because a lot of these decisions that we make are based on the choir of them. You know what I mean? The choir of them. "Eh, Why do you want to do that? Oh, you can't do that. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. Or, oh, I don't know. I don't know anybody who does that. Are you sure you want to do that? Oh, everybody's doing that. Why do you want to jump in and do that? What taught you that, though? I think the desire to live a certain way on my own terms. That's really really what it is and and uh hardship and adversity you know when you have to reinvent yourself from adversity and challenges uh you 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 gain some tougher skin uh and then you just like i'm gonna live how i want to live and i don't care who doesn't like it so then you start to surround yourself with a choir that sings your praises as opposed to Sings your demise, <laughs> but I, but I, I, I okay. Now, so now you, so now you hitting on something. You talk about this idea of like finding the choir, and I, I will catch you on another point. It's finding the choir that sings your praises, and also sings your demise. And I think in the process of finding me in the proper time, you meet, you meet. They always there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like the choir never left. Whether I'm living in purpose, whether I'm undisciplined there's always a choir of the yeses and you should be doing x y and z and i think that becomes a hard thing that individuals have to have to navigate through in terms of making it because you said the point of the callous or not using the word callous you said hardships and hardships create moments where different identities need to be erected Mm -hmm. as a as a place of protection Mm -hmm. um which we i would consider the representative is now that person that is kind of orchestrating and driving the ship or the person or the face of the of, of the narrative. Recognizing the times that when all that needs to be stripped down. Because I, I, the larger the larger piece that I'm kind of trying to get to is that. When individuals kind of understand their coping mechanisms because of life circumstances, whether they wanted the yeses or they wanted the no's. How do they come to the point of the centerness of me mm. as a, as a process, but also as an identity. Like I, I think for me, once I decided to stand in vulnerability in all things, seriously, and that's, that's no easy thing because most people want to deflect and cool pose and not be truth, not walk in truth. And, and I, you know, before I can tell truth to anybody, I, I've got to always tell the truth to myself. I'm always telling the truth about myself. I don't have any illusions about my abilities, my behavior, and, and what I'm capable of. I don't, I don't stand on, well, I think I'm a nice person. I, I, I have the ability to kill somebody, <laughs> right? Like, capable. I'm capable. I'm qualified. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Am I? I? I hope not. 
But that's a that's a that's a that's a truth telling. I don't pretend that oh oh I would never steal. I've stolen. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so so I tell the truth. I walk in I walk in truth because I can't tell anybody a truth that I cannot tell myself first. And I stand in a vulnerable place, even if it's scary, even if it hurts, because that's the only that's the real existence, right? To just say how I feel. To be, and people don't like it because it's quite uncomfortable to have the bright light of truth on you. It's I, no, but I'm no, I, 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 I'm looking at you like that's my auntie. But but I say it in this in a true way that what you're saying because you're so comfortable in doing it and practicing it, it's not it's not a true reality of practice and habit for individuals. I think it is. I, it's just like a muscle. The more you do it, the better you get at it. It's just like anything, right? But it's. To the idea of someone that has to sit in their truth, whether because the, they, they have to consent, contend with the capacity of whether it's shame, punishment, consequence, yeah. everyone kind of like sometimes people are better at trying to find different ways of protecting the narrative that they know, the narrative they're comfortable with, and saying, Well, what is this? Does truth freely allow them to be that? Or, and that's the that's the that's the good and evil consequence of of being able to sit within one's truth and be free, but also to just maintain a particular lie with other casualties. Because some folks just it's, it bec- it becomes their social reality. It was like that's not really who you are. Well, if that's not who they are, that's who they are right now. So that becomes the question about. If that's exactly who they are, if that's their me, I know we talk about process and change. What does it mean when someone finds that and that's just that's just that's on that's on their plate? Like, I mean, I say we when I say me, I think we we have this more Disney fantasy of just like, okay, we just went through the tough story, tough storm. Like, what if you just you just jacked up? Like, and and this is me. This is what I'm on. And so sitting sitting in the mess in the muck, I'm like. I would say that God didn't create a space where that's what it is, but that's the current reality. I mean, I, I think you get to decide whether you want to stay in something. If you if you want to stay in muck and mire, you will stay in muck and mire. Because you get something out of complaining, you get something out of whining about it. There's, there's something is feeding that. You get some, you know, you know, being a victim or a martyr is almost the the opposite sides of the same coin almost 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 you know um so i mean i always ask people what you know when when i when i meet people and the first thing they start with the whining of all the things of what's wrong with them or whatever and i'm always like okay what is what is going on here like what what should i do in this how am i hearing this person how are they showing up you know, because they seem to be stuck in a story, that story of why they can't X, Y, and Z. There's a story, mm-hmm. you know, why they didn't go back to school, why they didn't finish their degree, why they didn't leave this person, why they didn't get that promotion, why, you know. Why, why, why? Why, why, why? <laughs> you know. So, so how do, in your opinion, in your experience with individuals, how do individuals choose their struggle and choose their exit? I don't know if you could choose your struggle, but I, I think what you can do, 
I think you I think you can decide whether or not if you want to struggle with something. I think you could decide that. You know, cuz I think people think, "Oh, well, this is a struggle. I this is my struggle." No. You can make a different decision on any given day about any given thing. You don't got to re- If you if you have a job that is categorically demeaning and mm-hmm. hard, then what what should you do? Well, then you have to start thinking about where else can I seek employment? That's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, you can think about other alternatives to where you're working right now. It, it's going to require effort and work and a commitment of time and and tenacity. It's, you know, but if it gets you out of that situation, then it then it's no longer the struggle. Once you have a plan about something, then it's no longer a struggle. The struggle is only because, oh, what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> I, so, so, I, so I think I think that I think that, and I I've I've worked through this, the idea of the the metaphor of like the struggle as a as a weight. How do you how do you learn how to lift or work through the weight or work through the workload? Whether it be picking boxes up, whether today's workout is going to be squats or things like. Things I just I just don't want to I just it's 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 a struggle it's a struggle that I'm working through and I'm and I'm trying to figure out have I learned enough in the process that I can exit that that's more I so mean well you know you know you know Doctor DJ you could <laughs> universe when I said that I appreciate that sound good <laughs> you could you could absolutely not do the squats you could right but why are you doing the squat what why are the reasons why you were doing the squats. To get stronger legs. Okay, so you no longer want stronger legs. Is that the? No, no, no. I don't. I, I still want strong. So I think so. Even quantifying that, <laughs> like I, I have, I have very strong legs. It's 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 figuring out when is it. A, so I've I've had in my experience that God was God would tell me when it's enough mm-hmm. because I'm just I'm on this hamster wheel. I'm in a particular space where where. It's it's now taken away. When things like you know when they blow in the whistle and now you're done running, it's almost like it becomes an answer and a calling where the struggle's over in the season. I'm not I can't be naive to saying it's never going to show up again, but whenever a struggle came, it was more about endurance. That was that was this spiritual season mm-hmm. of how long can you just sit in the fire? Can you sit in the mess? Um, because if I chose my exit, I thought that I, I'm like I just say for me personally, you just I'm quitting. Mm. I, I was I never felt comfortable. I mean, I, that's funny that you say that because you would never say that if you were actually sitting in a burning house. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get up out there because it's, it's it's too hot. So, exactly. But there's a I th- so I think that's a great point. <laughs> there's a and, and that's rea- so I think that's a great point because in a burning house or just any even if you just sit next. Even if you put your hand over the stove, enough will tell you. Well, some other groups, but enough will tell you that the senses that are there will tell me that hey, I can't, I can't, tol- I can't tolerate this anymore. Versus times where it's not as it's not as apparent in your sense. Like when when the when the pain is so monotone. Mm. It's not enough for you to. It's just enough to keep you there, like kind of like what they say, like with a you put a frog in the. But see, that's that's but that's my whole point of, this is why you have to sort of get to know yourself, so that 
you don't get lost in the monotone. Because I think That's the danger zone. I, I think that's that's an ignoring of 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 a sensory when you don't pay attention. When it just feels, you know, flat lined across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you but you know, you recognize that. That's that's the telling. You don't have to wait till it gets to DEFCON twelve to get up out of it. I think that's the you day. Can that's do the, it when it's a whisper. That's a, <laughs> I, th- I think actually, I think that you bring up that great point, and so I thought those are watching Doctor DJ podcast. I think I think that becomes important because it's sometimes for hard for individuals to understand not their their capacity of pain, but also how pain and struggle operate in certain ways where it's time to make the exit, because everyone understands their full tolerance. But when it's not enough, and yes, that like they're. I mean, not. not oh no, I, folks not I know they, exactly. They're just not like okay. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm comfortable. I'm like this is. This is. I'm not saying I. I, I aspire for more, but I'm like, well, this is. This not. Not as bad. But not I'm like, but bad. I'm. But I'm. But I'm taking my small doses, so I'm like, I, but I don't. I don't. I don't know enough not to, because it's like a red flag. It's, it's a. It's a terrible analogy because a red flag is a moment. But when folks talk about red flags in relationships, ignoring and running by them, they still stay. Because it, <laughs> really it was just it was just a sign that, okay, I just took notice. Because it wasn't a it wasn't a physical pain. But if I if I cut you right now, okay, now 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 I'm I'm okay. The house house is on fire. Now this is this is a this this is a very direct sign. So like, so do we run out of the house when it, when we just see the smoke, or do we wait till the house is engulfed? You gotta see in fire. Flames? Like you gotta actually see fire. See, I I'm not that person. <laughs> I don't have to see fire anymore. I I can go just at the first hint of smoke. Cause I I've trained myself to understand that I don't want to be engulfed in flames. Like pain and struggle is not my birthright. Ooh, it's example. just not. I got, a, I got a dope example. So I, so I think, so you know, I got, we got the kids, we got the beautiful Eva and Jaden. Um, but also I think about the, the human, human condition, human capacity, mm-hmm. where part of the human is when I'm trying, I, I, we're having this conversation but trying to evaluate pain and one's capacity but also in how we understand the sacrifice that's necessary. I'll give the larger example of we're talking about the burning house coming down, house, black smoke, fire. Hey, but I, but I see someone on, I see my child on the stair. And the stair, the stair there or whatever, whatever may be there. We going, I got, I got it. I got to try. And I think part of that is part of, also part of the human condition where there's a, there's a sacrifice that needs to be made in hope, in in hopes of coming to the other side and being made new, stronger, it's just, it's slightly it's slightly different in, in analogy, but we can see there are moments in the human condition where the human condition will sacrifice itself outside of its own tolerance. Mm. This is this is this is the what I would say the, the transformative new me that happened by circumstance. It well, had to I happen. mean, listen. I mean, I mean, a great example of that is the enslavement of people from from Africa to these to this country, right? And the endurance of those people for four hundred and some odd years, right? The endurance of that. Which part are you defining as the endurance? Because I would say the endurance would have been like all of it from the from the very moment that they were snatched to the moment that they landed on these shores and the time that they spent. And and now listen, and and they would have. 
you know, white folks would have you believe that um, there was no resistance. There was resistance. There you every, go. That's what I was going to say. There was, was resistance like... every step of the way <laughs> that these folks knew, these people knew that this was not, that this is not what they wanted for their lives. So every moment was building upon how are we going to get free for can we, 400 years. Can, can we say can we say revolting against the conditioning and revolting against the natural me? You I mean I I don't I only give an example cuz I'm like I can't I don't know what that feels like but I just understand the ideas like this ain't it. I do, I I know this not it, but it's like I don't imagine that folks are just like oh this is like I'm just I'm just I'm I'm on my endurance track or treadmill. It's like no there were large, large revolts. There were ideas of just um, um, deprivation that were happening with individuals. So I, I just, I just, I can't. I. When can I regain myself? I think you have to decide that. No, no one can come in and give you redemption or, or any of that. You have to step out. You have to step out and say. This is the path that I want to go, and then everything else around it is is either going to serve that and pave that, or it's going to be a barrier and a hindrance to that. And you have to look out and say, where are the barriers and where are the paths? And you know, some barriers you can scale and kick through. Some barriers, you know, it's like the movie The Wizard of Oz when they get to the poppy fields. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're having a good time in the poppy fields because the poppy. Poppies, Which version are you talking about right now? It, either one of them. Okay, got it's you. all a drug. It's, <laughs> it's all a drug, and they feel good until somebody says, "This is not our plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a real plan over here. We got to get out of here." There are some people who are just going to be lost in the poppy fields because it feels good, and to do anything other than that is a is scary. It might be hard, and every I don't. I'm not sure if everybody's cut out to do the hard things. I'm not sure if everybody's cut out to to walk in truth. I'm not sure that everybody can be vulnerable and make life changing decisions. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, I think, because I think... there are because there are forces that work against us all the time. Some people can swim upstream, and some people drown. I don't, I don't, I don't know why some people can't uh, achieve. I, I think about this all the time. I don't know why I'm not a drug addict. I have. I, I think have, you can. I think you can talk about that. Like, I think you can explain that. I think. That, I think I could. I think I could absolutely be a drug addict. I. I just don't. I'm just not. I don't understand why I'm not. You know, because of the way I've grown up and the and the bad things that have happened to me, I'm. I'm at a loss as to why I'm not a drug addict. I I think that's the, I think when we started this conversation about chasing and them, I'm not better, you know what I mean? I'm not better than the, the no, the no, I th- I, but I but I I think it goes it goes hand in hand where I think like even Aaron was on last week from the breed. He talked his example of like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not better, but you are different. We're all different. Like there's yeah, no there's all, no no all. dollars the same, no day is the same, yeah. no grass, <laughs> no. That, I got it, but no one's the same. And I have to give credit to my creator because we're not the same. Maybe my, maybe my inspiration was to do something to not 
to get that person for that. But the choice, like you have, like having a certain sensitivity in one's, <clears throat> even in one's palate, saying like this is this is not gonna stick. Like this is not my addiction. Maybe potato salad. I don't know. Like it's, it's what it, it's what it is. Like and I just I'm just an addict for it. So, but the reality is like that's I just I just don't have the capacity for where I'm seeing someone else or I'm seeing my fellow individual. I'm like, why are you so stuck on this thing? Mm -hmm. You don't need to be. And I think <coughs> that becomes that kind of that that consideration um, about our difference, about about my me. Why is my me different? Mm -hmm. And I, And I've done a lot of work just humbling myself to saying, I'm not better, I'm just different. But in my me journey, the process that I can extract is something that's something that can someone else can easily inhabit. Yeah, you can have you can have my pathway to me. Mm -hmm. We just can't be the same thing when we come out of this. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but what I what I really wanted to say was I wanted to talk about um, in this self discovery of finding oneself. What is it like for you to continually chase you and oh. chase the me? What that look like? I love it now. I mean, I'm 60 years old now, and I I live on my own terms. Absolutely, categorically, live on my own terms. And uh, I I don't, you know, when I was a young person, I was corporate climbing and then working in nonprofits and all kinds of stuff. And I was very concerned about getting getting ahead, getting to something. I don't have that idea anymore. And, uh, and I'm not wooed by so-called um, trappings of success. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my, my joy is not found in a fancy car or Manalo Blahniks or... Now, don't get me wrong. Manalo Blahniks are, you know, shoes. <laughs> okay, well, you know, there you go. You know, I'm just, obviously, you know, I'm not trapped. In, I'm not trapped anywhere next to success. <laughs> or jewelry, although I love jewelry. But it's not, I'm, I'm not driven by those things. I can appreciate all those things without feeling less than because I don't have them. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't have a desire <laughs> to live a Beyonce lifestyle. First of all, I don't have Beyonce talent, but I don't. <coughs> I'm not in the. I'm not in the. I'm not in that space of if I don't have these trappings, I'm I'm nobody or I'm nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like. And I don't, and I'm not a simple lived person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like nice things. <laughs> when you said it's not the it's not the life um, about the Beyonce or there's certain things that I just don't know that are just not part of my language. Like there's certain clothes that I just that I know folks would consider high fashion or anything else, but. Like my internal me has gotten to a point where I do believe that I have everything that I'm supposed to have. Hmm. At least at least in this particular season. And one of the things that taught me that um was the process of steward stewarding over the things that I have now. I like that. I always I always use that word stewarding too. I have a house and I got I got and I this was the worst feeling. Like how many how many stop and shop bags do you have in your house? <laughs> so now you have so now it was like I'm like now they try. I went into I went into a closet 
and there was a there were bags of bags inside of bags, bags. <laughs> and there were four bags lined up with bags inside of bags, and it, it it's not hoarding, but it's you're trying to be. It's like I could. I'm not going to have this many groceries ever. <laughs> and and I don't think the store is going to buy it back, but I have all this stuff. But the problem that I was having in terms of the the me, I was having problems finding the thing that I wanted mm. because these things were just in the way. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like I and it, it, it contributes to the conversation about this this path of finding me or the process of finding me and act in acquiring different I'm just not able to find like I had I couldn't find the thing that I was looking for. And I had to actually sit down, reflect, clean house, to be able to find the thing that I desired. And in the process, I had to get rid of all the things that were in the way so that now this streamline thing where I'm like, if I just came in here looking for like toupees and it was just, and I'm in a pantry closet and it's just bags of bags, but I can't find toupees. I'm like, I'm... Yeah, I'm I'm using as a metaphor it was like, and this is it was actually there were a lot of bags in there, and I'm like, what am I doing with this? <laughs> and, and and it's getting in the way of me just being efficient at being me. Whether I've spent the time, did the therapies, had the conversations, and now I really figure out me. Mm-hmm. I understand the efficient portions of me and where it needs to go, where it doesn't need to go, and now these are now distractions that are in the way of me being the most efficient me that I need to be. My house was this cluttered space of, like you look like even looking for that particular shirt. It's like, I'm like yo, you got too much stuff. Why don't you just have like a couple sweaters? A couple, cause you got, now you just, I'm having a moment like I'm inefficient and not, not I'm a super perfectionist, but the desire to be me and in, in my physical self was became it became difficult mm-hmm. because now I was more of an agitated version. Circ like now I'm just evaluating and I and, and and now when you get to that realization of of be, it becomes frustrating when you know you're slightly you're slightly out of line of you. I mean I I think you say that from a place that you've already done some of this grounding work, mm-hmm. right? So when you do some of that grounding work, it I think it becomes easier to start to discerning and being contemplative about you know the things that you want in your life and the things that you don't want in your life like you can clearly see those things even though sometimes we try to negotiate <laughs> yes i'm always i'm always you know we always try to negotiate foolishness it's like well <laughs> i didn't do it too much just one time just <laughs> oh you know he's not that bad i mean he's a you know he's whatever you know uh i i don't have those negotiation kind of uh, uh, dialogues with myself anymore. I'm pretty, 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 very clear uh, because I was just standing and be like, okay, what is the truth here? <laughs> what, what, what is, is the, the truth? truth? <laughs> Not my truth, their truth, anybody's truth, God's truth. What is the truth right here? And then, and then, really be willing to sort of see what that is because sometimes the truth is I'm being a fool, or I'm being ridiculous, mm. or I'm being you know, obstinate, or I'm being, you know, uncorrigible, you know, or I'm being used, whatever whatever the truth is. And I think you got to be willing to see the truth in all things. I'm I'm going to I'm going to steal that and take that because I think that 
I have to be honest that being able to accept the truth no matter what it looks like, it's not, it's not. And I say that as someone that does the emotional male work where it's like, oh yeah, I'm, now I know what my feelings are. I understand my feelings. Got it. Like, now, now I know I know how to deal with this. Oh yeah, now I'm able to sit in all this, this, this full scale of emotions that I have. And now I have to be truthful with myself about like unpacking the whys yeah. of the me in the process and decide how to move forward with those different aspects of the me's and understand the context that they, these things got these things carry sometimes particular emotional anchors that sometimes I don't want to revisit or don't want to feel <laughs> or know that if I if I have to deal with this it it will feel this <laughs> and I'm like not again. Oh. That, and I think that's the part of this journey of the me where it's like sometimes there's things that you want to shut off. But knowing that I I this is running this is running to the house, I have to for the next stage to to happen. Yeah. I mean, because you could be con I mean, you've seen it. People can be content in foolishness. <laughs> I mean, people can be really content in foolishness and deceit and lies. And, and I don't mean like, I mean deceit and lies, like the, the stuff that they tell themselves. Not so much what they tell other people, yeah. but themselves, you know. Uh, and people can be, people can live in that state of being for most of, for a lot of their lives. If they, you know, if they don't do the work, if they don't say, you know what, I, I feel terrible or I'm treating someone terribly or... I'm acting terribly or I don't like feeling like this or I don't want to make anybody else feel this way or whatever or or I'm a liar or I'm deceitful or mm. whatever whatever it is whatever the not walking in truth is people can live in that kind of state for a very long time I mean you know people who are you know I mean we all know people who don't walk in truth and I don't mean that in a righteous way I don't mean that no, you it's, know, it's, it's more. Slap, it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, slap somebody with some verses or something. I'm just saying, you're not being their authentic selves and not being truthful there. I think you've always done a done a great job of being your authentic self. And no, I don't think <coughs> I, I. I wasn't always, but I. I've, I've known you in the form of that. Well, yeah, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old, but I, I'm I'm committed to this life now. Like I'm committed to my own authenticity and uh, my own safe harbor. My own safe harbor. Mm. You know, I'm committed to that. I like I like docking at the station. Yeah. So if you had to give advice, since as we're closing out, if you had to give advice, not just for the new year. Well, you could just give you you can give you can give a new year. Just for the for our our larger New Haven landscape, um, as advice, and just if you could just give advice to our larger New Haven landscape, addressing just like. What are some better truths that we could live in? Oh, I I would I would say to people, and I say this to people, you know, to uh, spend some time with yourself and be and 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 tell the truth to yourself. If you don't tell it to anybody else, just tell yourself the truth about who you are. And that that could be anything from, I know I'm overweight, so what am I going to do about that? I can't pretend okay. that I'm not overweight. I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. So the truth is, I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. Start there. Mm -hmm. 
or the truth is I have a lot of debt. I don't have a lot of debt, but I'm just saying, if you have a lot of debt, tell the truth about it. Get busy. Just say, you know what? I have a lot of debt and start there. Don't say I have a lot of debt and by six months I'm going to just say, you know what? Let me acknowledge I have a lot of debt. You know, I've been unfaithful. Start there. I'm, I'm being unfaithful to, to whoever. Start there and then, okay, this is the truth. And then, and then you can figure out the next steps. Once you start telling the initial truth or whatever the situation is, then a path will start to open. I believe that. I, I have lived that. I live that. Start with telling the truth to yourself. Don't worry about telling other people's truth or pointing at other people and, and, and you know telling people what to do and what they think. Start with your own self. Tell your own self the truth. And then really, really, really get to a place of vulnerability. You know, take, take down all the barriers. You know, I'm a fan of the, the book called A Course in Miracles. And in it, it says, you know, your, your job is not to seek love. Your job is to remove all the barriers to love. And that's, I live by that. So I'm not chasing love. I was like, let me let me make sure I clear all the deck so that if love, so when love love is here, I am love. Let's clear all the deck so that there's no barriers. Just your job is to remove the barriers. Remove the barriers. That's what I would say. It's not a lot. It's not. I don't know if this is earth shattering, but so long story short, you said I'm gonna find love. I mean, you already are. You already found love. Gotcha. You already, you already love you. You're already in love. You're there, you already go. Love. There, there, there you go. I, 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 I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So I want to give you the chance to uh, give all your handles and the spaces that folks can find you. Oh. And I hope to be on your amazing show. That's right. We'll have you on. We got to talk about We got to talk more. We got to continue this conversation. Love talk. <laughs> Listen, I'm on every day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 on 103.5. And we live stream on Haven Independent, across all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and wherever else my producer Harry has me. And then you can pick up the Inner City uh, every week. It's out on the streets. Every week. I think it's in the streets now. It's, what, Thursday? So, yeah, you could go pick it up around town. It's still going. So That's amazing. So this is the uh, Dr. DJ podcast. We are closing with our amazing guest, Love Babs, Love Talk. Please check all the handles. And with that, we are out. That was fun.